The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at all that had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. Christ is risen. It doesn't get old yet. I wonder if you remember how good things were like 30 years ago, right? I miss 2019 too, yeah. Yeah, I, I think longingly about those times, you know, when I didn't invest everything I owned in toilet paper, sweatpants, and Legos. Yeah, no, that was, that was fun. And in fact, I just was thinking about the last supper, the last supper we had before things started to shut down. It was for my dad's birthday. We went out to Ram Brewing over in Rosemont. And right before we were going to eat, my sister-in-law produces the largest bottle of hand sanitizer I'd ever seen at that point. And we started to pass it around the table. And it was one of those weird moments, right, where as we're talking about this pandemic thing, we're passing around hand sanitizer. And I remember in that moment being very, very perplexed at what was happening. And now here we are a few years later, I'm like a hand sanitizer sommelier. I can recommend a fine sanitizer for any occasion, just let me know what you're looking for. Right? This is how things evolve, this is, this is how things just sort of change over time. In fact, I was just thinking a couple years ago, not that long back, I remember standing in this very spot reassuring to a camera that we would be back together in person soon. Just a few weeks, we'll be back in time for Easter. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah, and then, and then I, I tortured myself this week. I actually went back into the computer and I found my pastoral message at the beginning of the May newsletter from 2020. Classic, classic me, right? It opens up by saying, you know, these last few days and weeks have been pretty difficult. Yeah, buckle up, buckaroo, you're in for a treat, right? You have no idea where we're going. We were wiping down groceries at that time, right? And you see, that's sort of the strangeness of this all, right? There's this weird progression. What started as perplexity, then moved into terror. I'm sure we have all remember lovingly the experience of panic buying. That was fun. Remember that faded trip to Costco right before things shut down? And I was given this, this sort, of, sort of guidance, let's call it. Get everything we need for the next three days to 15 years. Yeah, cool, good, I got it, yeah. yeah. And then I came and I produced the largest jug of, of dish soap you'll ever see and a single family-sized pot pie. 
Nailed it. We were set for the apocalypse. That terror then, though, has now given away to amazement. Amazement at all we've accomplished. Amazement that we're still here. Uh, amazement at the ways we've learned to adapt, whether it be as a society or even, let's be honest, a congregation. I mean, we have technology in this church. That's crazy. We're, I'm a televangelist now, for gosh sakes. These things <laughs> evolve so quickly, right? But it's this amazement. I think it's this progression that in some ways frames for us the Easter story this morning. The Easter story where the women stumble upon the empty tomb and what goes from perplexity into terror ends up in amazement as they go from hearing but an idle tale to being the givers of the word itself, testifying to what it is that they have experienced. And as it turns out, these women play a very large role throughout Scripture. Today, their task is to provide, to provide for Jesus' body, to provide what it needs for the proper burial it deserves, according to Jewish custom. But this isn't the first time these women have provided. Mary, Mary, Joanna, and the others have provided previously. In fact, Luke goes as far as to tell us that. Earlier in the gospel, he says that these women provided for Jesus' Galilean ministry out of their own resources. They provide time and time again for Jesus. They were there to witness his ministry in this life. They got to see the miracles as well as the meals. In fact, Luke goes out of his way to tell us that they even witnessed how it was that his body was placed in the tomb which makes it all the more jarring when they show up and there's no body in the tomb. And they have a choice to make. How do you respond to that when you have an expectation that is so clearly not met? And their response, they don't even think about it, they fall face to the ground. Face to the ground in what can only be described as a spontaneous act of worship. And in that act of worship, they are living into this moment, a moment that is broken up by the voice of two men who happen to be present as well. To this point, having not said a word, but now they speak out, interrupting this silence. And they give a command, and they ask a question. We'll start with the command. The command is simple. Remember. Remember is what they tell the women to do. Because in order to fully appreciate this otherworldly event that they are experiencing in this moment, they first have to recall the very earthly ministry of the one whom they are mourning, the one that they have been called to provide for in death as they did in life. In other words, the empty tomb cannot be separated from the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, from his mission and his relationship centered in God's love, God's hope, peace, and compassion for all people. Because without this connection to his life, this resurrection business is nothing better than an idle tale from many, many years ago. Which brings us then back to their original question. Why do you look for the living among the dead? It's a good question. I think it's a good question for them, and it's a good question for us too. Why do we look for the living among the dead? How many times in this past year have you started a sentence with that phrase, well, before the pandemic, right? Pre-pandemic. Living in the past, right? Living in a time that's long gone, long dead, rather than celebrating what is, what we've accomplished, and the fact that, well, we're still here. But that's easy for us to do, right? 
to get stuck remembering what is or what was. The good old days, as we call them, right? The good old days before pastor used to have to match his mask to his liturgical vestments every Sunday. It's really becoming quite a cost with the shoes and everything. Right? We, but we do this. We do these sorts of things, and, and we don't appreciate what's going on. But today, I think the directive is very clear. We are being called to let go, to let go of what has died, that we may experience what is living. Because the risen Lord is found where life bursts forth, not in the tombs of the past. Now, by remembering, the women are certainly invited into belief, and from belief comes testimony. Their testimony is shared out with the apostles. Some of the apostles immediately jump on board. They agree, they follow, they testify themselves. Others, perhaps like Peter, need a little bit of help. But I don't think Peter's really looking for proof when he goes into the empty tomb to find what's left, which isn't much. I don't think he's looking for proof as much as looking for something to help jog his memory of that which he already knows. Because Peter was there when Jesus told him, I am going to suffer, I am going to die, and I am going to rise again. But in going into the empty tomb, Peter once more remembers what Jesus has told him. And that, you see, is the key. Easter is not about proving the resurrection as a factual historical event, but instead it's about remembering once more this moment that defines our life as Christians as yet today. It is the central article of our faith as followers of Christ yet here over 2,000 years later. Indeed, in just a few moments, we are going to say just this. We're going to collectively recite the words of the Nicene Creed. And in it, we will say the words, we believe in the resurrection of the body. In other words, the testimony of the women at the tomb this morning is our same testimony here this very day as well. And that, you see, is what is so amazing about our faith, is that we are doing the same work, providing the same things that the original apostles and followers of Christ provided so many years ago. Because the resurrection is not an idle tale in need of proof, but instead proof that God's ways are different than ours. That God is able to somehow work life and death, justice in the face of a world ravaged by injustice. Today isn't just an opportunity, though, to remember what God has done, but to be amazed at what God is still doing. Because you see, today Christ yet lives. And Christ yet provides for us and we for him. Today, God is still up to amazing things in this place, in each and every one of you. Because we know that Christ has died and that Christ has risen and that Christ will come again. But until he comes again, the work is yet unfinished. Work rooted in remembering God's call to serve with compassion and love and peace for all of creation. So thanks be to God for calling us together to not only remember, but to provide. Alleluia. Christ is risen.